Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 63, update for 2018 and what that means for your swim lessons. That's right, today we are going to be talking about all the different things that I've been working on in the last year that have largely been silent for my listeners. We have not done a podcast in about six to eight months and that's because I've been working on a bunch of different uh, things in our program for you to use in your swim lessons. We're going to kick off our 2018 season right now. Let's get started. You heard it right. Yes, you did. We are talking about 2018 and the things that we've done in the last six to eight months for our swim lessons and the Swimming Ideas podcast. So related to swimminglessonsideas.com, which is the website where I write down and share with everybody the lesson plans, the games that we play, all the different swimming specific skills and activities that I do in my program, I share with the world and anyone that wants to look at it. So if you go to swimminglessonsideas.com, you can see all the different things that we've put out over the last five years, five years, can you believe it? Five years of material regarding swimming and swim lessons. So I just want to give you an update. This podcast episode is more of a check-in about where we've been and what's going on in the future and what you can expect. So basically... Uh, the podcast has been relatively silent for the last few months. Uh, that's because I've had some difficulty finding guests. I've had some issues with my recording software. Uh, and finding a good solution for that on a remote location uh, has been a difficult challenge. And I think I've worked that out. I have a new mixer for our podcast recording and my microphone. I finally found software that works to record a podcast effectively without having any loss or um, no recording, which is a big issue. Uh, you want to make sure that you have clear recording for your guests and that you actually record the audio that you talk about for an hour. So that's a big uh, difficulty hurdle that we've gone over. Uh, but what I want to talk about is kind of the developments that you may not have been aware of uh, if you are a semi-regular visitor uh, on the website, swimminglessonsideas.com, or if you've just started listening to the podcast and going through all of our episodes. Like I said, this is episode number 63, and this is the latest episode for 2018. I'm recording this on February 4th. Uh, it's a Sunday. And uh, what, what you can uh, expect to, to Going forward, my goal is to at least publish one podcast episode for the 2018 season. Uh, for me, that's generally March through August. Uh, so we're going to be doing a 2018 season of March through August, uh, at least one podcast a week with a mix of personal one-on-one -on -one podcast episodes similar to this and interviews with guests. Our first interview that we're going to have will be with Dominic Latella. He'll be returning for another conversation about the foundations of breathing. Uh, and actually, we've been working on this. So I've worked with Dominic um, a few times here uh, in the podcast and personally. And 
what I've done is taken his course, The Foundations of Breathing for Swimming, and integrated it into our swim team. So our developmental swim team program. And basically, we're going to have a conversation about how that has been going, uh, how it's been going for him and his program, and kind of what we've been doing in our program. And I'm going to give you a brief rundown about it here uh, in a few moments. But before I do that, I want to kind of fill everyone in on what I've been doing for the last eight months. You know, why hasn't there been a podcast? Uh, I've already talked about uh, technical difficulties, uh, but uh, other things have just taken a priority uh, with the Swimming Lessons Ideas website and the brand. So to begin with, I've been working on the online lesson database. So this is a database that I created for use uh, for our program uh, and our swim team, and we use it every day. Uh, it is a online platform. You can access it through myswimming.net, and essentially it is our hub for class management for swim lessons. So we can assign a teacher and a class and students to a certain time period and day. Uh, so we take attendance through this app. So uh, when kids show up for their lessons, we open this web page and we take attendance. We can update rosters. We can schedule makeup classes. Um, we can write down notes specific to each swimmer. We do our evaluations through this website and this portal. Um, so if we want to do a quick test, so if we want to place someone in a level, we can easily do that with the quick test feature. Uh, it asks four questions. Do they go underwater? Can they glide on their own? Can they swim front crawl with breathing? And uh, can they do all four strokes? So basically, if you can't go underwater, you're level one. If you can't glide and you do go underwater, you're level two. Uh, if you can not do side breathing, but you can glide, you're level three. And if you know how to swim and you can do all four strokes, uh, you're probably level four. Or if you don't, or if you know how to do freestyle breathing, but you can't do the rest of the strokes, you're probably level four. So it's a really quick way to do a large mass amount of tests. So if you have a big testing day, you can just click on each person's name and choose one of the four options and it'll automatically place them in that level. Uh, we do, like I said, we do our evaluations with the software. So uh, it, I'll go into the class, I'll click on class and then the details of the class and then test class. And then it'll ask me, what level do you want to be testing? And I'll, let's pretend I'll click on level two and then it'll open up a, a new page where it shows me all the level skills for level two with each child's name under each skill. And I can click on yes or no for if that child has mastered that skill. Uh, then I can save it. And each child then has an updated record personalized for them uh, of each skill. So for example, level two, uh, can you glide unassisted for three body lengths? Yes, so streamline on assist for three body lengths. Can you glide on your back for three body lengths? Yes. Can you do coordinated front crawl arms? No. Um, can you do coordinated back crawl arms? No. So I can I can easily go through there, or our managers can go through there, and do our level assessments in a quick, easy fashion for each class, and it's all right there on one page. Then later on, we can go through, again, going through the class, 
click on the details for each class and then click on the uh, individual inside that class. So like Billy, we could click on him and then say um, a do send level, like a send an evaluation. And what we'll do is it, it shows me what skills Billy has mastered in level two or if any. And then there's a field where I can write in comments for Billy. So I can say, Billy is a pleasure to have in class, comma, he's always happy with uh, participating in the games and activities we do. He needs to improve on his front glides by aiming his face down. And he should be working more on kicking his feet uh, with his arms out in front of him instead of trying to doggy paddle or swim with his hands out to the sides period. Uh, so we can put that in there. And I, I, I apologize because I've been doing a lot of dictating lately. So I just inserted a comma and a period in my language here because uh, using the dictation software, uh, you have to say comma and period. So I apologize for that. But uh, you can put those comments into this evaluation and then check a box that says email the parent. And then they get a customized picture email with each of the level skills for level two with a coordinating picture to illustrate what it is with little Billy's specific notes that you just filled out and it'll timestamp it for you. And then you have a record of it in our program, in our database. And the uh, parent gets an email directly with the personalized uh, feedback for that child. Uh, so we use it for all of our evaluations. Uh, we use it for our level structure, for our um, data collection. So we, you know, we want to see what skills kids are learning in what order and how quickly we can easily reference that with the skill lists. Uh, we can look at each child. So I had a parent call in and ask me about, you know, how's my kid doing? I'm like, I have no idea because I don't know this child. I'm not there, but I was able to pick up, log into our online database look up his name and class time. And then I was able to see all of the class notes, the specific notes that we take for the swimmers, our, our managers do, and then read them and then give her an educated response on how little Johnny was doing in the swim lessons. So for example, uh, there are two classifications of notes. You can do a evaluation note. So just is one that's like a test and sends the email with the pictures, or you can do just a generic lesson note. And that's things like um, Sally doesn't like being around other kids. So I had this conversation with another parent and her daughter doesn't like being close in close confines to other children. So we, in, a, in our class period, we had to give them a little bit more space so that Sally could be... Uh, with enough room to move around or away from the other kids. She had like um, spatial issues. So we put that in a note on her on her account, on her name, that the parents aren't going to get like an evaluation for. It's just a separate personal note. So when I click on that, that individual, I can see these notes stacked up. Uh, so we use that. I can use that for uh, interacting with parents and giving them feedback specific to their kids, even if I don't know who their kids are. Uh, that's a good way to do that. Um, we use it for tryouts. So I schedule personal tryouts for all of our swim team. Um, they, parents can log in. They can set up their own account. They add their own child. They put in their first name, middle name, last name, date of birth. Uh, they input their own email address. They have to confirm it. Uh, and then 
they can pick up any of the tryout slots that I've selected. So it's basically like a, a limited scheduling software for tryouts. You can use this probably for uh, swim lesson tryouts if you have them. So if you want to do like level assessment, you can schedule tryouts for yourself. Um, and then they get added to the calendar on the website, uh, which you can download or sync um, as you, uh, if you want. Uh, you can also get a, you also, when you, when someone schedules a tryout, the person who scheduled the tryout and the coach or the instructor that is conducting the tryout, which is a field inside that schedule, will each get an email confirming that the tryout has been set. So uh, you can set it up, you can open a bunch of slots, and then people can self-schedule their tryouts with you. So I've been using that quite a bit. Uh, pretty much every week we have a new tryout. Uh, and then for private lessons, it's the same thing. So we do our private lesson scheduling through this website, myswimming.net. Uh, it is accessible when you sign up for on the store page at swimminglessonsideas.com, the online lesson management suite. Um, it's $9.99 a month, and you get access to all these awesome tools that I'm talking about here. Uh, but basically, I've been creating and refining this uh, and working with a few alpha testers uh, for the last eight months. And uh, the big addition to it has been our swim lesson our swim team database, which we have for points. So on our swim team, we ascribe points to every action that our swimmers participate and do. So if they show up to practice, they get one point for each practice, and then they get different rewards based on how many times they've been to practice in a year. Um, we give them swimmer of the week. They get five points for each of that. Um, swimmer of the month. If they go to a swim meet, they get a certain number of points. If they participate in special activities or volunteer activities, they get a certain number of points. If they give us their grades, they get a certain number of points. Um, everything that they do, they can earn points for our program. And what you'll, what we found is that with constant use here is that I've been tweaking the interface to make it easier and easier to use. Uh, so that's that's been eating up a significant portion of my time is working on the online database. And it's awesome. Um, it directly addresses a lot of the needs that we have in both our swim lessons and our um, swim team. Uh, and it's not, it's a totally custom thing because it does not exist elsewhere. Um, and it's significantly eased my workload uh, running swim lessons and coordinating with different managers and swim team uh, to track a massive amount of data. Uh, and it's specific to swim lessons and swim teams. So uh, that's been a big update, uh, going through a lot of iterations, uh, completely revamped, and it's a new uh, format. So much easier to use and accessible on the website. Uh, next, um, been also working on a Trello board, and this has been, if you subscribe to the email list, you've probably seen emails about developmental swim practices. So half of my full-time job is working with the developmental swim team, and I coach two groups now every day, a intro developmental group and a um, the second developmental group. Uh, and we've kind of altered a little bit, but what you can get on 
our uh, website is all of the practices that we do at swim team. Uh, so this takes someone who can swim uh, 25 freestyle with breathing to the side. It doesn't have to be perfect, but we're looking at are the arms coming over the water? Is the head mostly aiming down? And are the breaths turning to the side? Basically, swimmers need to be able to swim freestyle with the uh, practiced ease of having been in swim lessons. So they can't just show up and not know how to swim. Uh, we want to leave that for swim lessons, the diligence and the repetition and the uh, getting in the water necessity of learning how to swim. They have to demonstrate that minimum first and they can join our team. And what I found is that uh, really uh, this is the really, really good way to write practices for swim lessons, for a swim team because I have a bank of skills right there. And so what I'll do is on Trello, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but if you are, it's like an online list, I don't know, like productivity management suite, um, which I've adapted to use for swim team. And it was the initial, so about four or five years ago when I was creating the swim lesson plans uh, for our program, I used Trello to outline all of the different skills and activities and um, did it for our swim lesson plans for swim lessons. And uh, they've kind of been refined over time now, uh, but they still are valid. We still use those lesson plans every day. I actually just used them yesterday in our swim lessons with a new hire. So, um, But my point is, is that Trello was the organizational tool that I used to outline and literally verbatim uh, organize the swim lesson plans. Um, so now... I've adapted that to our swim team and I write our practices in it. And I share that with you for $9 a month, uh, $9.99 a month actually. And you get access to the last 42 weeks, I believe, of swim team practices. And I've been alternating between our developmental one group and our developmental two group. Right now we are at week 13 of developmental two. And that includes... Skills like um, we're teaching all four strokes. So it's essentially like a level four class uh, where we're teaching freestyle, backstroke, breaststroke, and butterfly. Uh, open turns, flip turns, circle swimming, uh, how to use a clock. Um, and you can follow our exact plan that we do every day. We have 45 minutes. And in those 45 minutes, we get through about 800 to 1,000 yards. Uh, with a significant portion of that being uh, learning time. So the general format that we follow is, um, so I'm going through this because this is what I've been working on in the last eight months, uh, making this available to you uh, if you're interested in it. Uh, and it's a great resource. Like I said, I use it for myself to write practices, but I also use it for my assistant coaches, which I'm consistently needing to train. We have a lot of high turnover uh, because we work with a lot of high school kids. So they have spring sports or fall sports or winter sports or they graduate or they move on. So in order to train um, new assistant coaches, I've been using this Trello board. Uh, so I plan out what I'm going to do and then I give them an iPad with Trello on it and then they can follow along 
as we go through, there are notes on each activity, like explaining reasons why we're doing it, um, how you can do it effectively, uh, and then exactly what it is we're doing. Um, so it, 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 it's been awesome. It, it's fantastic. You can get access to it. You can see everything. You can click on all the different skills. You can follow along day to day as you, as I create new practices, uh, and then you can copy and use them as a template for your own. So if you wanted to use it, uh, as well, uh, once you stop your subscription, you lose access to the bank of, of practices, but, um, it's worth checking out. So um, check that out. You can also see that at the store page. It's swimminglessonsideas.com backslash store. And it's available there. It's at the bottom. Uh, really cool thing that we've been doing of note is, I mean, of, uh, everything that we do on Swim Team is there. So any of the new games we play, it's in the Trello boards. Any activity we do, it's in the Trello boards. Uh, everything that we've broken out into small groups, it's on that board. Um, and we use a lot of the same material in our swim team as we do at our swim lessons. Uh, basically, uh, we've adapted them to roughly be the same thing. The difference being there's an instructor or a coach in the water during swim lessons, and we're often not during a swim team. Uh, but what, what you can, of, of note, of interest in these Trello boards, uh, and what I'm really excited about, are the coaches' challenges. So these are challenges that the kids don't see. Um, they may not be aware of them, but we have them on there for me, but it was mostly intended for my new instruct, my new assistant coaches to get better at being a coach. So I started giving them and myself challenges to do things like stand in a different place during practice or um, find out three swimmers middle names and tell them your middle name uh, and we use that for like our questions of the day sometimes uh, and that's just an effort so that we create a personal connection with our swimmers so they feel engaged with us uh, and we get engaged with them um, some other uh, questions of the day or challenges are um, find a swimmer who does not like the same food you don't like uh, which is a fun one uh, find three swimmers that like the same food you like. You know, that's a little bit easier. Uh, so they, they kind of range in engagement challenges. Um, some of them are speak in three-word sentences in your small groups. So, for example, if we were doing uh, three times streamline with three strokes and a flip, uh, you could say that, you know, that's that's the direction but then when you are giving your supplemental instructions, may uh, do all streamlines. So that's three words. Uh, you, that would be your sentence. Um, remember to, I don't know, I, I can't think of, I'm, I'm blanking here. So, I mean, it's a challenge, right? It's a challenge when you're doing your teaching to be brief, to be concise. Um, remember, look down. You know, it kind of clips some of the, additional words, the adverbs there, but, uh, you can, <laughs> it's a challenge. It's fun. It's interesting. It's engaging for your coaches. Uh, and there's a bank of them in each trial board that you can reference or use, uh, in your own program. 
so I've been working on that. That's that's the other big thing. So the online lesson database, which is also the swimming database for our swim team, uh, and the Trello board for our practices and our swim lessons. Um, games, still working on new games. Uh, we just invented a new game. Uh, it's not really new. It's more of an iteration on an old game. Uh, but it was three columns, one of five points, one of three points, and one of one point. Uh, I haven't put this on the website yet, uh, but I'm working on that as well. Uh, and then in each column, five, three, and one points of the columns, uh, there are different activities, and the goal is to get the most points by the end of practice. So the five-point column is like your traditional three times streamline plus something. So they each person does three attempts, and on each attempt they do a streamline, and then some activity. So five strokes with one breath of freestyle. And, or uh, two 11Y eaten 11s uh, with no kick. Uh, and then the streamline would have no kick on it as well. Uh, you know, so so it would be the, the training, the high intense, the deliberate practice section of our, of our lessons. And then the three point would be like endurance. So 225s freestyle or 250s backstroke kick. Um, something achievable, uh, but more aerobic based. And then the one point section or column would be like a quick game or activity. Uh, things like five flips uh, or five handstands that turn into flips. Uh, what else do we have in there? Uh, go to the deep end and do a 20 second back float. Um, so, you know, or do a 25 noodle ride like a horse. You know, fun things that are interesting and somewhat challenging that are somewhat tied to a swimming skill. Not all of them are, but some of them are. Uh, and uh, then, uh, but they, they aren't worth many points. And then the winners at the end of the day either get like a piece of chocolate or um, they get to choose the game we play at the end of practice. <laughs> the, last, the last group we played this with, actually, uh, we played it on Thursday and the it was a developmental two group and the team that won just did so some of the rules are you can't do the same column over and over again you have to do one of the other two so if you did a number five the next time you can only do a three or a one and that's so people just don't go straight down fives um but this group that won did five three five three five three column five column three column five column three over and over again and at the end of, of practice, their choices for what they wanted to do, like, because they won, so they got to choose what we did for the last five minutes. The choices were like um, 100 freestyle or 100 fly kick or sharks and minnows, the game, or the game true or false, uh, or the game everybody else has to sing you a song. And they chose everybody else has to sing you a song. And then the song they chose, which that the only that everyone knew was happy birthday. So everybody else that was there out of the, I think there were like 25 kids at practice, five of them in, in, in the group that won, 20 kids and the coaches saying happy birthday to this group because that's what they chose as their reward. So it was a fun, engaging game. It was, it was a lot of fun. Interesting. So working on putting those on our website. Um, also working with, uh, new podcasts. So planning out material for future podcasts. Um, if you have anything that you want to see on this podcast, or I guess here on this podcast, uh, then I encourage you to 
uh, send an email to jeff at swimmingideas.com. That's J-E-F-F at swimmingideas.com. Uh, and, or just respond if you've signed up to our newsletter uh, in order to get those free um, lesson plans, which are just a samples. They're the first day of our lesson plans and our levels. It's, it's a way to get you introduced to our level structure and what the lesson plans are like and the visual swim skill sheet. So streamline skill sheet, uh, which we still use every day. We review the three things for streamline, lock your thumb, squeeze yours, look down. Um, we still use position 11. So it's a valid, uh, still useful. Like I said, we use them all the time still. Um, been doing a lot of work with learning how to train assistant coaches and how to train new hires. Um, for a long time, I was blessed with a regular, consistent assistant coach and swim lesson staff. And in recent, this last year, uh, they graduated from college or their job position changed. Um, and I found I had to hire and train a whole host of new people. Uh, so I've uh, been really focusing in on what are the essential things you need to teach someone about swimming. And I've basically come up with, and this is really good material as we go into summer, basically have come up with the following formula for training new swim staff. Uh, number one, uh, you have to give them information. So like an information dump, they have to know what you're referencing and talking about. Um, it's out of, it's a little bit out of date, but it has all that material there. The swim lesson instructor training workbook, uh, published, I think four and a half years ago now, um, is available on Amazon for $17.99. It has its color, its pictures. It's got all of the skill requirement that we still use in it. Um, I think of it as the info dump. Right. So what is a streamline? What is a front glide? You know, you need to have that basic understanding of skills uh, before we can start talking about how to teach a class. So number one is the info dump and getting access to all that material. And it's not very difficult. I mean, there's 15 essential skills um, from going underwater to doing open turns and flip turns. Um, it's the distilled version of swimming. Uh, and it will take you from a beginner in swim lessons all the way to uh, state level or uh, zone level competitive swimming. Uh, so number one is the info dump. Number two, which is where I've been spending a lot of significant time, because I can just hand them this training workbook, right? And, and then expect them to study and know it. And if they don't, then it's a problem. So... Um, that's pretty easy to get off the table with when you just hand them this or this training material and then they read through it and have it as a reference guide. And number two, which is the most interesting part, is the delivery. So the deliberate practice, like allowing, I guess that's number three. So number two is the delivery. So one of the first things we do when we're training new staff is let them watch someone else teach. Um, give them this task, count okays. Uh, and not just okay at the beginning of a sentence, but an okay at the end of a sentence. For example, uh, if you've read 
any of the training posts or if you've heard the podcast episode uh, about saying okay at the end of your sentence, um, you'll find this familiar. So if you're giving a command in a swim lesson and you're saying, okay, Johnny, we're going to do streamlines, we're going to go three times, ready, go. That sounds pretty good. And that's an acceptable okay because it's the attention getting okay at the beginning of your sentence. But instead, if you say, all right, Johnny, we're going to do front glides, okay? You tack it onto the end of your sentence, and all of a sudden, you're not giving a command anymore. You are asking a question. And that question asking uh, erodes the authority of the instructor very subtly but very profoundly. Um, instructors that say okay at the end of their sentences a lot don't get a lot of reaction from their kids or their swimmers because they don't respond. They, they intuit that they don't have to listen. If they keep asking okay, they can say no. And that's a problem, right? We don't want our kids in our swim lessons to be able to ignore our commands. Um, first and foremost, because it is a life-threatening area, you know, the pool, the water is, can potentially kill the child. So we have to have compliance in our, in our instruction. Uh, and that's, and then beyond that, we need compliance because we're teaching them something and they, they have to physically do it. It's, it's a physical activity, uh, that's highly skill-based. So number two is the delivery. Uh, we start with okay, and then we go through how do you run your class, so the format and the structure. And basically, we've distilled it down to activity, activity, and then challenge. So uh, front glides, front glides with a kickboard, and then challenge number one, uh, spin around in a circle, keeping your head above water without touching the ground. And then everyone gets a chance to challenge. And, it, and so basically the challenges are general swimming, uh, I, I want to say acclimatizing or um, exploratory activities. Uh, they could be like uh, streamline and swim front crawl with one breath to halfway, you know, a certain challenge, something that's achievable, but not necessarily easy. Uh, and then we go back to our repetition and deliberate practice. So it's a good way to reset our, our activities. Our swim lesson plans follow these exact same principles. Um, they're just a little bit adapted, and I will be doing some updated new lesson plans coming this summer uh, for this new structure. So not necessarily new, but a new take on the same thing, uh, which is activity, activity, game. And that's kind of the formula that our lesson plans follow already. Uh, it's just a little more refined at this point. Uh, so I've been working on that. Um, again, the rotation method, which is keeping kids moving all the time, basically circle swimming, short distance skill training. It's still valid. It's still highly effective. Uh, there really is no better way to find deliberate practice in our swim lessons and our swim team. Um, and then finally, uh, not finally, second to last here as we wrap this up, uh, finding deliberate practice. So really investigating uh, what drives our instruction. Uh, and that's aiming our swimmers at giving effort and providing uh, an opportunity for deliberate practice. And much of that is around structure, uh, repetition. Once you have, and I've done a podcast about this as well, once you have the scaffolding 
for your lessons, then you can swap in and out more complicated and ever more interesting activities as long as the framework is relatively similar, which is why we do the same warm-up every day of practice. And that warm-up is really, it's, there's variations to it, but it's always the same. 100 IM kick, 225's position 11, where we where on the first 25 we review the three things for streamline. The second 25 of position 11 we review the three things you should do for position 11. And occasionally we add in the three things you should do to make 11 and swimming easier. If you don't know what they are, streamline, lock your thumb, squeeze yours, look down. Position 11, arms straight, stay on the surface, look down. Uh, and then how do you make swimming and position 11 better? Keep your body straight, make it a quick breath, and kick faster when you breathe. So these are kind of essential things that you we, we instill through repetition every single day uh, because they're highly important. I want it to be a habit. Um, and I found that if you can do this drill position 11 exceptionally well, we can reference it in every other stroke and we can use it as a baseline uh, to build off everything else on. And it's awesome. Like I highly love this, this drill and it's, it's, Thank you, thank you um, to um, Steve Hoffler for introducing it to me. Uh, so, so um, the two twenty five position eleven, and then we do a question of the day, and that's usually a swimming based skill question. You can find that on our developmental swim practices. It has all the questions of the days on it, and then an activity uh, based on whether they get it right or wrong. Um, so, for example, one of the questions was. How many yards are in a 500 freestyle? And the answer, and they've learned, come to learn this, is they're like, oh, well, is it meters? Or is it 500 meter freestyle? And it's, a, it's not a trick question, but it's a good question because there is no 500 meter freestyle. Like, it doesn't exist. So if it's a 500 freestyle, you have, if you know swimming, you know it means yards. So then the answer is really easy. There's 500 yards in a 500 yard freestyle. Uh, but it, it's kind of like a subtle trick question, but not really. Uh, so if you get it right, you do a 50 free. If you get it wrong, you do a 50 fly kick on your back. Um, so we do, so 100 IM kick, 225 is 11. Question of the day, usually a 50. And then four 25s of something on a minute. And that's our opportunity to learn how to do uh, reading the clock, going five seconds apart, doing things on a minute, um, and that's our first introduction on our whole swim team to using the clock for intervals. Um, I'm sorry, tangent there, but, um, continuing to work on that and, and the, the structure of our lessons and everything. Uh, and then finally, uh, the biggest update in the last year has been our switch from, uh, our payment processing. So, uh, if you make a purchase on swimminglessonsideas.com, uh, it now goes through Gumroad, uh, and this is basically a content and payment processing delivery service for digital materials. I like it because it handles subscriptions. Uh, it's very lightweight on the website, so it's fast. So it up the pages load faster um, with the Gumroad plugin versus WooCommerce, which is what I was using before. Um, and it's relatively inexpensive on my end. Whereas WooCommerce was like a $500 a year fee uh, for it to work. So this is significantly cheaper, um, but it works very, very well. Um, it's 
it'll have all, so if you download anything on the digital lesson plans, they're accessible on their website. Um, and then I also have the master copies too if you ever lose access to it, uh, your email or anything. Um, and then, like I said, it handles subscriptions. So we can do the monthly subscription to the online database. We can do the monthly subscription for the Trello boards um, and uh, the digital delivery and the physical product. So if you want the laminated lesson plans delivered to you, if you don't have a laminator or you don't have a reliable color printer, get the physical copies. Um, I have them here laminated with five millimeter laminate, which is the thicker kind. Uh, so they don't warp or bend or get like they get ruined. They actually stay uh, pretty firm for, I think the ones we have that we've been using are three years old now and they're still uh, not bent and destroyed. We use them in the water. Uh, we use them as training. We use them all the time. So um, they're awesome. And that's kind of the update for the last eight months. Uh, going forward, more podcasts, more games. Uh, summer's around the corner. Uh, and we're going to be working on more podcasts. So uh, if there's anything specific you want to see, reach out, Jeff at Swimming Lessons or SwimmingIdeas.com. That's J-E-F-F at SwimmingIdeas.com. And as always, thank you for listening. I uh, look forward to hearing more from you and doing more of these episodes. Can't wait for the 2018 year to continue. Take care. And tomorrow, we can teach better lessons together. Take care. Mm-hmm.